0: With a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George, welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, good morning. Here
1: we are. It's Monday morning. I am Phyllis Warren and uh, we have Echo today in the studio along with Steve, our board man, and our guest today is Paul from the Kidney Foundation to uh, let us know about the awareness that all people should have with their kidneys. Good morning, Paul.
2: Good morning, Phyllis. Thanks for having me. Yes. So it's a big month for your organization. It is. uh, March is Kidney Health Month month across Canada, so we're we're uh here raising awareness of uh kidney health and kidney disease to uh make everybody aware of the the situation and uh this thursday is actually uh world kidney day uh on that one so worldwide everybody is uh sort of getting together and, and promoting uh awareness of kidney disease and uh how many people it involves, and um, and just making sure everybody's uh, keeps their kidneys healthy.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, regarding kidney disease, it's just. Genetic or is it because of a side effect of some other disease
2: there's uh, a few factors involved in uh, the prevalence of uh, kidney disease uh, the The two main ones are uh, high blood pressure uh, people with high blood pressure are more prevalent to developing kidney disease, and also uh, diabetes uh, is a big factor um, with uh, kidney disease um, and then there's also um, certain ethnic factors people with uh of southeast asian origin african or um first nations people in canada have a higher prevalence of kidney disease so there there's definitely factors involved in uh and who develops kidney disease and how severe uh they develop that uh, degree of disease
1: oh okay yeah. right on so is there any preventive measures that someone can take like food intake or
2: Definitely we encourage people. I mean right now, uh, in Canada, one, one in ten people in Canada are, are gonna develop some form of kidney disease over the lifetime and that, that doesn't necessarily mean their kidneys are gonna shut down but it could be a lower functioning kidney on that one to the point where it They do need dialysis at some point on that one. But there are, as with any uh, health issue, there are things that people can do to uh, minimize or prevent uh, their kidneys from uh, shutting down. And these uh, these are things like salt intake is is a big one. Salt is hard on the kidneys. Um, Same things with uh, potassium and phosphorus intake. So potassium would be things like uh, bananas, potatoes, tomatoes, anything with with a high... um, potassium or phosphorus content. Um, we're not saying cut them out completely, but uh, any, everything in moderation, that they, say, they yes. say on that one. So if, if, uh, if, again, you look at your, limit your salt intake, uh, be aware of the foods that are higher in potassium and phosphorus, that'll, again, contribute to a healthier kidney.
1: Yeah. So is there signs that a person might start... Feeling or a scene that they should maybe go in and get tested for kidney function?
2: Yeah, that's the unfortunate part, Phyllis. With kidney disease, I mean, you can lose 80% of your kidney function and not realize it on, until it's reached the point where the kidneys are... Damage to the point where they might need treatment or dialysis on that one. So right now, the only effective way of measuring your kidney function is there is a blood test called an EGFR test that uh, your doctor can uh, order. It's a, v- a very simple blood test. And uh, with the EGFR test, um, the higher the number, the better your kidneys are functioning. So for example, um, if the number is over 60, um, generally indicates you've got a, a good healthy functioning kidney um, anywhere in the 40 to 60 range um, you're you're potentially running into to kidney problems than anything under uh, a number of 40 on the GFR test um, that's when your your doctors or a uh, uh, kidney physician, which is a nephrologist, wants to start uh, looking a little bit more um, at treatment options or uh, preventative options or, or things that will slow down your uh, the decline of your kidney function. Um, and then generally what we say, if if your number's under 20, the are basically what uh, we classify as having chronic kidney disease. Oh, wow. So
1: So does this start at... A certain age, or is
2: it There's any age? Any age on that one. We've we've had people, we've had been infants that have been diagnosed with chronic kidney disease, um, and then right up to old age. Uh, again, it's more prevalent in your old age because again, your health issues. Decline as you get older, as yes. ever as everybody knows. But uh, right now, in Canada, for example, forty six percent of the people um, in dialysis are under sixty five. So it is becoming a, an issue with uh, younger and younger people, uh, unfortunately, and and that's why we're encouraging people to to live a healthy lifestyle and. Uh, and again, get that GFR test. I mean, the the sooner that um, number can be determined, the, the better it is for developing a healthy lifestyle and, and treatment options. If you do find you might have uh, kidney problems going into the future.
1: So this could be um, family dynamics or an environmental issue then?
2: Family dynamics definitely play a big part onto it. Uh, I know genetics, uh, there are... A lot of cases where kidney disease uh, runs in the family, uh, for example, my late wife, uh, three out of the four siblings were have been diagnosed with uh, kidney disease, so um, again, genetics do play a big important or uh, are, are a contributing factor to kidney disease also
1: okay, so now we we talked about um, dialysis. Um, is that the only treatment that people have when they have kidney disease?
2: If you reach what we call end stage kidney disease or, uh, on that one where then, where treatment options, whether it's medications, uh, control through diet and things like that one don't work, then dialysis unfortunately at this point is the only option, Um for example right now we've we've got uh, a dialysis a really good dialysis clinic here in Prince George uh, on that one but uh, just to give you an idea how prevalent it is in BC there's there's 40 dialysis clinics uh, spread out through through BC um, with three of them being here in northern the northern health authority uh, one in Prince George one in Terrace and one in Fort St. John okay um, and then add on to the fact that people uh, have the option of doing dialysis at home if they can't, uh, if they're not close to a dialysis clinic like, like the one in here in Prince George. We do have a very good training facility down at the Parkwood Mall where uh, the renal nurses down there will actually train people to do home dialysis. So if they're in a remote community, things like that one, where they can't get in the to uh, a dialysis unit and and dialysis patients can be in that in unit up to four times a week uh, depending on how severe their their kidney function has been compromised on that one so um, so for some of the remote communities home dialysis might be the only option
1: yeah, yeah, you know, because it is a very important part of this treatment. Now, w- with your society, do you guys offer, like, a support line for the family members or the patient themselves?
2: We do. We have the, the Kidney Foundation of Canada has a lot of really good support options on that one. Um, our main website, kidney.ca, has a lot of good information for for anybody uh, wanting to find out uh the prevalence of kidney disease treatment options uh they've got some really good uh programs on there for diet and then within bc uh, itself uh, we do have an exceptionally good staff down at our bc and yukon branch in burnaby um, we do have uh, one person down there uh, heather johnson who's a manager of patient services and she can get you all set up with uh, any information you might need in terms of uh, treatment options um, within each renal unit itself there's exceptionally good staff, whether it's uh, uh, social workers, dietitian, pharmacists, uh, the nephrologists, which are the kidney doctors, uh, the nurses there. So anybody who might be going into requiring support for kidney disease, there are some exceptionally good um, uh, option treatment options or support options available for them. Um, plus our Okanagan chapter, they've actually... Uh, set up a, um, a peer support system called the kidney friend circle um, they've got a Facebook page they hold uh, monthly zoom meetings where they'll have guest speakers coming in and offer roundtable discussions uh, for anybody interested in, in finding uh, some more information so I mean that's that's another really good option if uh, they go on Facebook and and join the kidney friend circle um, mm-hmm. like I said these are people who've been through kidney disease, or or, or experiencing kidney disease, so, um, so yeah, just incredibly good support systems available.
1: Yes, yes, it sounds like it. And like any disease, a family member does need someone to be able to reach out and find some strength to carry on with helping their family member through what they're going through is that not true?
2: Yeah, very good point, Phyllis. It's not only the patient that uh that's affected by kidney kidney disease. It's also family members, so the caregiver who might be uh, um, looking after somebody with kidney disease, uh other family members who aren't really quite sure of of the next steps that uh, might be involved with anybody in the treatment options, um, so again again, the kidney Foundation um, not only supports the patient itself but through education and research uh, helps the uh, the care- caregivers and and the families of uh, kidney patients
1: right and this Thursday is a big day
2: it is uh, thursday uh, March tenth uh, is world kidney. Uh, day on that one. So uh, again, it's celebrated worldwide. Um, And again, it's just um, bringing more information or more awareness of not only kidney health, but kidney disease on that one. Uh, The advances that have been made over the past year in kidney research to uh, find better treatment options. Um, Again, as with any disease, the the uh the world uh kidney community is is looking for cures also right now there unfortunately there is no cure for kidney disease once you're diagnosed it's uh even with a transplant you're you're still have the potential to develop um Further complications. complications. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. You know, and and that's the sad thing about yeah. any type of disease. There's always complications along the road. So, with your organization, do you guys need volunteers to help you carry out that message?
2: We always, uh, as with any organization, yet yeah, we're always. Uh, Looking for volunteers to help us out on that one. Uh, we do have our kidney walk coming up again in June. Uh, for the past couple of years, it's been a virtual walk like anything else. But this year, uh, all things, uh, going forward, we are going to ha- actually have the physical walk on June 5th again this year at, uh, Clay a uh, Park, uh, tentatively. So again, we'd be looking for anybody who might want to volunteer, uh, for that particular one.
1: Um, mm-hmm. and, Right now, can anyone get a hold of you via telephone, or is it more the website for the Kidney Foundation? The
2: Kidney Foundation is definitely the Kidney.ca has all the contact information. But uh, I can provide uh, our email address if anybody is uh, interested in getting some more information or reaching out to me. It's uh, PG Chapter at Gmail.ca or Gmail.com. Sorry.
1: Gmail.com? Yeah. Okay. And so people can just get a hold of you this way if they want to volunteer an hour or two. Yeah. Help out with the walk on June 5th.
2: Exactly. On that one, yeah, we're always looking. Or if anybody's just getting local that needs some information on... what's available for services in northern bc related to uh, if uh, they're experiencing kidney disease or if, if they want some more information on kidney health uh, what they can do to promote healthier kidneys uh, by all means if they email me at that address i can get back to them with links and uh, uh, personal information um, on how they can improve the quality of their life and and uh definitely help them out any way we can. Yes, yes, you know, because
1: a person sometimes when a family member is going through this they feel trapped like there's no place to go. So hopefully they're listening today and they know that there's a couple of revenue ways for them to Reach out.
2: No, definitely on that one. And like I, like I was mentioned with the, with the fact that you can lose 80% of your kidney function. For most people, it comes on so suddenly it's, it's not like a lot of diseases where it's progressive and, and you're feeling the physical symptoms and you've got time to, to react on that one with a lot of cases. Uh, like I said, with the fact that, uh, if you, if you're losing your kidney function, you go into your doctor, suddenly your numbers are, are lower than expected. It's, it's a shock to a lot of people on that one because Again, it's... It's not something you experience in your life. On that one, you're you're healthy up to a certain point, and then all of a sudden you're feeling tired, or you're going to the bathroom a little bit more often, and and it's determined that you do have a, a decreased kidney function. Then, uh, yeah, we definitely we, you definitely need the support and the help to get you over that initial shock or initial hurdle.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, and I guess it would be quite shocking to a lot of people yeah. that, whoa, I didn't even see this coming.
2: Exactly on that one, and and it like is um with kidney disease, it's a, it's a progressive disease. I mean, you don't go from a healthy kidney right to the point where you need dialysis. It's a, it's a slow decline in a lot of cases. So people do have the option to to make the adjustments in their lifestyle if necessary uh, to minimize or, or slow down the the degree of progression in kidney disease on uh, on that one. And um, and like I said, the support systems through the BC and Yukon branch of the Kidney Foundation, as well as our national uh, branch. Um, it um, it's just incredibly the amount of information out there that's available to help people uh, um, in their journey uh, through the kidney program.
1: Right. So there's a couple of ways that they can reach out, and that's the pgkidneychapter at gmail dot com. Yep. And then kidney.
2: .ca. Kidney.ca is the good one. That's our national site on that one. So that's got a lot of information on, um, different, uh, support treatments. Um, they've got a really good, uh, site on there with their, uh, kidney, uh, kidney kitchen connection, which has a lot of good recipes for people who are, or might be transitioning to, uh, um, treatment options for kidney disease and have to adjust their dietary requirements Uh, and like I mentioned uh, dietary it's just mainly limiting the type of uh, salt and and potassium potassium and phosphorus intake so but uh but yeah definitely kidney.ca i'd recommend for anybody who's looking for some good information is utilize that website
1: okay great thank you very much paul for being here today and we're going to take a break and you come back anytime you want to spread your message
2: perfect thank you very much ellis thank you appreciate it Featuring the latest songs from artists
3: in Canada and from around the world. Hosted by DJs from coast to coast to coast.
0: 30 minutes of Canada's newest music downloaded exclusively from the Earshot's digital
3: distribution system. For more information about the show, check out earshot-distro.ca. Listen up, Canada. This is your show on your station. Canada's Earshot Daily. Earshot Daily, weekday nights at 1125 here on 93.1 CFIS-FM.
1: After two difficult years, make 2022 better. Start by booking an appointment at Tops and Bottoms. We can help find the most supportive, beautiful, and comfortable bra for you. Appointments for post-surgery clients are also available. Call 250-614-1553 for your appointment or book online through Google, Facebook, or our website topsandbottoms.ca.
4: Hi, Elisapie Hi, my name is Elisapi. I'm a singer and spokesperson for the 2022 edition of the Rendez-vous de la Francophonie. The RVF also offers many contests with amazing prizes. And hurry, you have until March 31st to vote for a chance to win a trip for two with Air Canada. It's easy. Visit rvf.ca. Join me in celebrating Les Rendez-vous de la Francophonie.
0: You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, hello again. And that was
1: Paul from the Kidney Foundation. And I'm hoping that everyone will support Kidney Month, you know. Um, so anyway, right now we have another friend online. His name is Brad. Good morning, Brad.
5: Morning. How are you doing?
1: Good. How are you?
5: Great, great. Uh a little exhausted after yesterday, but uh, doing fantastic. Another beautiful day here in Prince George.
1: Yes, and let's talk about yesterday. What, did, what happened yesterday?
5: Uh, a street beat donation drop happened yesterday. It was a, a day of music and fundraising for St. Vincent, and it was a great day.
1: Oh, wow, for St. Vincent, and hopefully we got a lot of money raised and made aware of St. Vincent's services.
5: Uh, yes. Uh, I know uh, after I dropped off uh, all of the donations that people so generously came in and dropped off for us, uh, we had raised over $1,000, and I know uh, we'll probably get a bit more online as people continue to, uh, to notice the event that we had streaming on Facebook Live.
1: Oh yes, yes. And whereabouts in town was this held. Can you tell us the where uh, the venue Yeah.
5: And we were fortunate enough uh to be able to partner up with uh ninety three point one CFIS FM and we were downtown at the Q three building. Right. On Third Avenue.
1: Yes. So did you have many people here at Q three?
5: Uh we had uh a smaller crowd, uh Of course, with restrictions on, we were only allowed to have about 50 to 75 people in. But, uh, being a long event, uh, it ran from two to seven yesterday. We had seven bands, uh, no, pardon me, seven, it was seven hours, seven bands and it was two to nine. Um, so uh, we'd have people come and join us for a while and it was kind of, we had a bit of a transient crowd come through all day, so it was nice and, uh.
1: Mhm, so, um, you made awareness for Saint Vincent de Paul um how other ways can people help Saint Vincent de Paul
5: uh, yeah there it's a great organization that they have there um St. Vincent de Paul, uh, they have a a drop-in center on 2nd Avenue and they have a thrift store on 3rd Avenue that uh, will gladly take donations of clothing. The drop-in center, you can bring down food items and any time is a good time to help them out with some cash. You Mm -hmm. can go down and uh, donate it at either of the stores there. There's also an online link. If people go to the Street Beat donation drop event, it's still on your page. It'll be there. Uh, It is actually in the description. There's some information on how to contact them directly, and uh, you can donate right online.
1: Oh, wow, yes. E-transfers is uh, a really good thing right now, is it not?
5: Yeah, no, it's a a handy way of of doing it. And also, I just wanted to say, if uh, maybe you just had some spare time and... uh, willing to volunteer time, I'm sure they'd be glad to have people volunteering their time as well.
1: Yes, a lot of organizations rely on volunteers and, and it's a good way to spend a couple hours meeting new people and helping people. Is that not
5: Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I mean, Prince George has a, a, a reputation for just coming out and, and giving and sharing and being Good people. And and uh, yesterday was a perfect example of that. I mean, we had some fantastic artists show up and donate their, their talents and time for free, uh, which was so appreciative. Uh, we had the, the Chevys, Far From Linear, do Wild, Genevieve Jade, Patchwork, Rick Stavely, and the Kickers playing all day yesterday.
1: Oh, wow. That sounds yeah, like a great fantastic lineup. lineup.
5: Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, it was. Uh,
1: So are you planning to do something like this again?
5: Uh, We would always love an opportunity to help out uh, charities like St. Vincent and uh, do work within the community. So, yeah, I certainly wouldn't rule it out. Uh, This was a first-time event. Uh, We put it together relatively quickly and uh it was a bit of a grassroots operation but uh we we wouldn't rule out doing it again i would really like to, to to say maybe that was the first annual one yes but, uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed there's a few people i if i could take a moment and just say thank you to oh of uh, course all the, we had so many people that were generous with their 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 time um the Traverse Cove Casino, Sound Factory, the Prince George Railway Museum, the Kinsman Center, Windsor Plywood, BC Lottery Corporation, uh, C-P- CKPG, uh, the CKPG Fund Chaser, Prince George Citizen, uh, Doug and Lisa Denluck, who were instrumental in, in helping helping us put it all together, and we couldn't have done it without them. Uh, Dave Rubido, as well, who is a well-known artist in town, and... Uh, he helped us do a lot of the technical stuff, so it was appreciated. Crafty Creations, uh, my wife Vivian Martin, and In Color Coloring Books, Kevin Harms, who, who was helping us greatly and donated a lot of the gear, and Aaron Trentholm was one of my co-hosts, and I'm getting some people, and I apologize for the ones that I, I haven't mentioned, but thank you to them all. And one other note, uh, Steve Baker was going to be in our lineup, and just at the last moment, he came ill. It's kind of one of those things of the time. Mm-hmm. He it passed. I've talked to him. He is feeling better, but out of uh, uh, you know, chose to to stay home just out of caution. And right. I wanted to to mention that uh, Steve uh, Baker also does a lot of performing in town. And when he does all of all of his performances. He donates money to, uh, the all of the money to the Wheelier, Wheel, Wheeling Warriors of the North. Tur- right. It's a BC Cancer Foundation. Uh-huh. Uh, so if you see him advertising a show, go out and support him. Uh, I want to thank him and wish him well.
1: Okay, great. Well, we have to take a break here for a commercial, and we'll catch you on the other side, Brad.
6: Love them or hate them, meetings are a fact of life at any organization. Make the most of your time together by taking Vantage Point's effective board meeting facilitation. In this three-hour workshop, you'll learn practical tools and techniques for setting agendas, fostering participation, building consensus, and keeping your meetings on track. Registration and full details are available through the events link at thevantagepoint.ca. Effective board meeting facilitation, March 29th from 5.30
7: to 8.30 through the Vantage Point, transforming not-for-profit leadership. Two Rivers Art Gallery invites artists from across BC to share their perspective on immigration through visual arts in any medium. Work might consider challenges, accomplishments, future aspirations, and other themes that speak to immigration and to its impact individually, culturally, and nationally. Application information and full details are available through tworiversgallery.ca. It's a call for submissions on immigration for Two Rivers Art Gallery, where creativity flows in the Canada Games Plaza. Deadline March 14th. The Alzheimer's Society of BC
6: is adding to their education presentations with in-person presentations. Learn more about dementia and its stark impact on Canadians Wednesday, March 16th from noon to 1.30 at the Prince George Public Library as they discuss the topic Coping with Change, Grief and Loss. To register or for more information, call the First Link Dementia hotline at 1-800-936-6033. The Alzheimer's Society of BC, bringing you support and information for dementia at alzbc.org.
7: The College of New Caledonia Community and Continuing Education has training you need to pivot in your career. Electric Vehicle Technology and Services prepares automotive service technicians to safely diagnose and service high-voltage electrical vehicles. Available to certified ASTs and registered fourth-year apprentices, self-directed free coursework will take place online from March fourteenth to eighteenth, with face-to-face classes taking place March twenty-first to twenty-fifth. Contact community and continuing education at CNC for more information.
3: Registration deadline is today.
0: Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George. This is after nine on ninety-three point one CFIS FM. Good morning, and we have Brad. Brad, we yeah. were talking about
1: your event that you had yesterday. Yeah, the donation
5: draw.
1: Yes, yes. So, um, hopefully you can make this a yearly thing in order to help St. Vincent Paul.
5: We're hoping, yeah. There's there's always people in need, so we'd like to continue on if we could.
1: Right, right. And you were mentioning your wife, Vivian, and, um, she has some sort of coloring book. Yes. Um, she,
5: uh, took her photos and started to transform them into uh, an art form that you can use as a coloring book. I'm not going to explain it quite properly, but uh, using uh, her photos of local scenery, uh, animal wildlife and all that and turning them into coloring books with all the great information in them.
1: Oh, great. You know, that is fantastic. Another community-minded person who has a talent, and it's coming out.
5: Yeah, she's been involved in a lot of different uh, activities here in town and uh, has enjoyed being active, and uh, this new product has been very, very successful for her.
1: Right. So is there anything else you'd like to get out here regarding your fundraiser yesterday?
5: Uh, I hope that the the people out there enjoyed the show yesterday and had some fun with it. I know the musicians had a great time. Uh, Of course, I got to see all of the shows and was just, I know we've got some talent in this town, but I was just amazed to see you know everyone come out and play their hearts out and just such great music and there was lots of songs that everyone knew that they could sing along to and there were there was also uh some some first live performances of original music uh that was just fantastic it sounded great in there the q3 building is a beautiful building if you guys in town, I haven't seen it. It's lots of windows. I believe it's an old bank building, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is. It's the old yeah. uh, Royal Bank down on the corner of here of uh, Third and Quebec.
5: Yes. Yeah. And uh, thank you guys for, for helping us make it happen. And uh, I hope people kind of can start to take note that uh, we have lots of great talent in this in this community. And the live bands and live music are, are have never gone away. We've always been here, and we're coming back.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, if
5: you, want, if you want to get a hold of these people, hire them for an event, hire them for a party. They'll come and play in your backyard. Yeah, uh, they're, they're, they've got some great music and some great talent.
1: Right. And with St. Vincent de Paul, people can go and volunteer. Now, do they just contact St. Vincent de Paul by phone?
5: I would say contacting them by phone would be the best way to do it. They do have uh, a presence online and social media, so you can also contact them through Facebook as well, but phoning would be the best. They are uh, a smaller in-town organization, and and are largely run by volunteers, and so yeah, they need uh, the help and support of everybody in town, uh, whether it be money, time, uh, clothing, food items. It, it it all it all adds up.
1: Right. Yes. Yes. And they are there to help any individual that needs the help.
5: That's right. They're there all year round. Uh, it's I know people are really generous at at some of the holiday times and 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 that goes a long way but the need is there all year round so i i know in talking to st vincent de paul uh, they they appreciate every dollar they get and they they really depend on you know the little bits that people are able to give give them as as the year goes by Yes. Uh, no contribution is too small.
1: Yes, and I know that at Christmas time they do help families with food hampers, which is an excellent idea.
5: Oh, absolutely! They uh, uh, they do uh, food hampers. They do meals. They do support finding resources. They do clothe- clothing and home furnishings. They uh, have a warm space for people to gather. Uh, they they do a lot of resources in the community. They do excellent work
1: yes, yes and and even their kitchen they feed people every day here in this town
5: every day, every day. Uh, there's a lineup of people there, and I know probably some of the food that uh, people generously donated yesterday is gonna go to good use probably today.
1: yes. Yeah. Yes, you know, and and that's the one thing about them. They feed the community um, with either food or resources.
5: That's right. A lot of times, you know, just having the resources to to find the help, to get the services, to, to find a place, to have a shelter, have a meal, warm clothing. Um, that's providing it all.
1: And, and, and someone to talk to. I was just going to say, the,
5: the, the music event, uh, is probably still going to be up. I'm not sure how long Facebook Live stays online. I think it's a day or two. So if people want to go back and catch some of the show, they'll be able to.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, what's the um, yeah, address on Facebook that people can watch? this?
5: It, it, yeah, it's on Facebook. It's actually on your uh, CFIS FM page. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh,
1: and what's the name of the event that people can uh, search for? The, the name
5: of the event that they'd be looking for is Street Beat Donation Drop.
1: So if you see it,
5: it will be there for a little while. Like I say, I'm not sure how long Facebook leaves it up. Uh, you can find out information how to donate online as well. You can always donate online anytime. And, right. and and they do provide a charitable donation receipts as well, whether you go down in person or do it online.
1: Oh, perfect! Because you know, once people know that they can have a donation receipt that they can use on their taxes, um, it seems like it really makes the push for that. So they can uh, see everything on CFIS um, page. Um, and it's the Street Beat donation drop. Is that not true? That is 100% correct. Okay. Thank you very much, Brad, for being with us today. And we've got to take another break. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Have... Thank you.
6: Not only has Oceanwise launched a new logo, but they also have a new look on their website. Every page offers actions that let you easily find ways to join OceanWise in protecting and revitalizing the ocean. This is true whether you're a seasoned researcher, a youth with a love loving environment, a business looking to make a difference, or a family who wants to spend time together doing something good. Check out the online look for OceanWise today at
7: ocean.org. Check out the Vantage Point for the latest edition of From Our Vantage Point. Lee Koss of Building a Biz Kids joins the podcast to talk about the benefits of engaging volunteers and how organizational leaders can get creative with volunteer engagement. It's the latest from Our Vantage Point podcast, How to Attract and Retain Volunteers. Previous editions of From Our Vantage Point are also available through the podcast link under media at thevantagepoint.ca.
3: Cognitive care kits are available at the Prince George Public Library. Receive information and tips to help stimulate brain activity in people experiencing cognitive decline, such as memory loss and Alzheimer's disease. There are nine kits in total, each unique and tailored to help people with different levels of cognitive decline training videos on the use of the kits are available through the Public Library's YouTube channel. Cognitive care kits can be borrowed for up to three weeks at a time through your Prince George Public Library. Forecast from Environment Canada.
6: A mix of sun and cloud today. Winds from the northwest at 30 gusts into 50. The temperature falling to minus one this afternoon. Tonight mainly cloudy with a 60 percent chance of flurries early this evening. Gusting north winds becoming late late this evening. A low of minus 12 with a wind chill to minus 19. For Tuesday, sunny early in the morning. Then a mix of sun and cloud. With a 40% chance of flurries Winds from the north at 20 gusts into 40 A high of minus 4 with an afternoon wind chill to minus 9
0: It's after 9 on Prince George's Community Station 93.1 CFIS FM Well, we're back after that break
1: And today now we have Diane Libert on the phone Giving us a chat Good morning, Diane Good morning, how are you, Echo? Good and it's Phyllis that you're talking to this oh, morning. Phyllis. Yes, oh <laughs> yes. Um, so, um, you have a message for us? Well, I uh, I've been sitting here. I've been this is my one year
4: mark at the farmers market, and so I'm planning a whole bunch of fun stuff this year. Hmm. Um, so first, we're we're uh, we're looking at uh, doing our grand opening for the for the outdoor market on May seventh, combined with the Wilson Square. Oh, yes. Um, So we'll have lots of fun vendors outside and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then also this month, we have uh, uh, an impish little leprechaun named Lucky that's staying at the market that's been causing a whole bunch of havoc and, and taking little bits and pieces from our vendors. And he's set out some clues and... He's uh we got a scavenger hunt going on and people who can solve all the clues will be entered in to win all the prizes that he's uh, been taken.
1: Right. And whereabouts is the farmers market now, Diana?
4: It's on it's at thirteen ten Third Avenue. We're year round, so we're in the building and and uh you can come see us every Saturday from uh two to or from eight thirty until two o'clock.
1: Eight thirty in the morning until two PM. Yeah. And that's in the old uh Montreal bank.
4: Yes, it is.
1: Okay. And that's at the corner of 3rd and Quebec, too, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. And uh, our outdoor market is on the Quebec Street, and then we go down 3rd Avenue uh, in front of Nancy O's and stuff.
1: Oh, fantastic. Yes, that would be great. And that's going to be starting May 7th? May 7th is our
4: grand opening. We're probably going to have a soft open in April, depending on weather, you know, just for some of our, our vendors to sort of get weather acclimated. But the grand <laughs> openings on May
1: 7th. Right, right. And, yes, people need to get used to the change in the weather, don't we?
4: Yeah, yeah, we definitely do.
1: Right, right. So um, with the farmer's market, you provide spaces for people who have grown goods or... Bake goods.
4: Yeah, we're make it, bake it, grow it. So, anyone who's who's growing goods, or you know, taking any of those those wonderful tasty treats and bottling them up, or you know, making soaps, or we have crafters. There's uh, you know, people who do leather work and antlers and dog shoes and wreaths for all occasions. We we, uh, we even have one lady who creates the most amazing. Um, paperwork that, uh, uh, scrapbooks out of paper. It's just, they're gorgeous.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And how does one get a hold of you in order to rent space?
4: Uh, the easiest way is to send me an email at, uh, manager.farmersmarketpg at com, Or, uh, they can give me a phone call. Um, uh, my, uh, easiest way, I do, I work from home during the week, so my cell phone is, uh, is the best way to get a hold of me and that's at two five zero nine six one
1: seven three two nine. Seven three two nine. And again yeah. about your email address is farmer or manager dot farmer market.
4: Farmers Market, so yeah there's an S in there. Oh P G
1: Yeah. Okay. P-G.
4: Yeah. Manager farmers market PG at gmail dot com.
1: Gmail dot com yeah, I'm just frantically writing that down. So then that way everyone knows how to get a hold of you. So, um, how long has the farmer market been going in their new location of Third in Quebec? Oh, they've. Let's see, they
4: they were here. I think this is their sixth year at this location.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and and we'll be here next year too, and and then we'll we'll see i know that the arts council is thinking they want to take that building over and so we're we're looking to to raise some money to hopefully find us a permanent building that we can stay in for for good instead of just moving around
1: right right you know and that's the thing is is finding a good location that Mm -hmm. people can easily find you at and and you know do the work for the community
4: yeah, yeah. Well, to help with that, we're actually on, uh, on March 19th at the end of our, uh, the last day of our scavenger hunt, we're going to be selling, uh, hopefully, um, add some uh, fresh tulips to help fundraise towards getting us our own building.
1: Oh, wow. So, the scavenger hunt, uh, has it started already? Um, it, it's,
4: uh, the first day is this Saturday. Okay. And so... There's going to be a clue book that, that people can come down and pick up, and uh, and then they go through. They have to solve the clues, and if they find the right vendor, they'll sign off on the, their clue book. Um, you're going to have to come to both the March 12th and the 19th market to get all the clues because we have rotational vendors that are part of it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But uh, once you figure out all your clues, then, then uh, you, you hand the book in to me, and we'll enter you in, and every vendor that's in that clue book has put something into the pot. To, to make this just a great big pot of gold.
1: So. Oh wow and oh, yeah. anyone can do it. is there a fee to get into the scavenger hunt?
4: No no uh, anyone it's free to get into the market free to grab a book. they'll be right there at the front table and and they can uh, they can just start having some fun get to know our vendors.
1: Right, right. So, um, and that's every Saturday from 8.30 to 2 p.m. down here at 1310 3rd Avenue? Yes, it is. Okay. And you're going to have like a grand opening for the May 7th Outdoor Farmers Market on 3rd Avenue?
4: Yeah, yeah, we will. And uh, that's the same day that Wilson Square Market down by the courthouse is also opening up. So we're coordinating that together. We're two separate markets, but we, we work together, you know, like we, we all share space and we all uh, have fun together, so.
1: Yes, yes, you know, because there are quite a few um, people in the community, whether they're a farmer or just a backyard grower that needs place for their rares.
4: Exactly, yeah, you know, and and we can't. We can't take everyone into our market, so it's nice to have someone else to, to join up. And I, I think we have a great community of markets around Prince George. I uh, I love talking to all the different managers of the, the different markets and learning so much.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. What works for them might work for you, and what works for you might work for them.
4: Exactly. You know, we're, we're a wonderful community here in Prince George, so if we all work together, we can make everybody successful, and and, and the whole community can have fun.
1: Right. And fresh produce.
4: Oh, my gosh. I have to tell you, when you're able to go into the farmer's market in the middle of December and find a bag of fresh lettuce grown there, Mm -hmm. there's nothing better.
1: Yes. And bread, a nice fresh loaf of bread. Oh, my goodness. And jam, homemade jam to go with
7: it.
4: Yeah, I have to tell you, Colson's Preserves in, in our market, they make this, um, it's called Sunday in a Jar, and it is the most addictive jam you will ever have.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, um, I'm hoping that everyone will come down to the Farmer's Market. Again, it's located at 1310 3rd Avenue from 8.30 to 2 p.m. And thank you, Diane, for coming on with us today. And We're going to take a short break here for commercial again.
6: Theatre Northwest has a great spring workshop for novice playwrights. Playwriting for Artists with Julian Legere is for theatre artists new to playwriting. Participants will explore the craft of playwriting and write a draft of their own 10-minute play. For more information or to sign up, visit the Playwriting and Theatre Youth Camp link under Shows and Events at theaternorthwest.com Playwriting for Artists with Julian Legere, starting March 28th at Theatre Northwest.
3: Vantage Point's next Leadership Principles Lab starts April 5th. Leadership Principles strengthens your individual leadership skills and personal attributes to positively impact the effectiveness of your organization. Vantage Point's Leadership Lab is a unique professional development offering for not-for-profit leaders seeking to enhance their current leadership approach. Registration and full details are available through the training link at thevantagepoint.ca. vantagepoint.ca. Vantage Point's Leadership Principles Lab, three consecutive Tuesday evenings starting April 5th.
6: Theatre Northwest has a great spring break camp for ages 13 to 19. Youth Theater Camp is a week-long intensive camp for teens. Participants will learn and practice fundamental theater skills while collaborating on playwright Julian LeGere's new adaptation of Jordan Tannehill's award-winning play Rihanna Boy 95. For more information or to sign up, visit the Playwriting and Theater Youth Camp link under Shows and Events at theaternorthwest.com. Youth Theater Camp, running
3: March 14th to 19th at Theater Northwest. Theatre Northwest is holding general auditions on Sunday in Prince George for artists residing in Northern B.C. To sign up for or for more information about the auditions, email auditions at theaternorthwest.com. Once again, that's Theatre Northwest holding general auditions this Sunday in Prince George for artists residing in Northern B.C.
0: Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George, you're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM.
1: Well, good morning again, and we still have Diane Libert on the phone with us, and she is the manager of the Farmer's Market. Hi. Hi. Yes, a little confuffle here at the radio station, but we work through it, don't we?
4: Yes, absolutely. It all happens. You know, like, everyone has their things that happen, and, and, uh, you know, like, even at the market, you sit there, and you open up, and you... You never know what each day is going to bring, right?
1: (laughs) Right, exactly, exactly so. So we were talking about um, the scavenger hunt and your grand opening for the outside. Um, Mm -hmm. So what else do you want to send a message to PG regarding
4: uh, what, what, what's, uh, what's kind of interesting is that, as I've learned, like I said, this is my uh, this month actually marks my my one year anniversary at the market, mm-hmm. um, and I've learned so much. Like I I didn't actually even realize that we had a year round market uh, until I started working there. Like it, it's such a, a hidden gem to know that we have a market with fresh produce and fresh bread and and all of these goodies year round in Prince George. Yeah, like it's not just a seasonal thing. It's 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 fantastic.
1: Yes, exactly. You know, uh, and it helps, and we need to make people aware that this is a year-round situation, don't we?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, I, you know, like all the, the vendors all sat there and told me, like, oh well, don't worry. You know, January, and February, and March are really slow because no one knows that we're open. I'm like, well, that's the, we need to fix that.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, you know, and and make people aware, you know, that especially at Christmas time, that if you come down to the farmers market, you can get local goods that you might want to give away for Christmas presents.
4: Oh yeah. Oh we I sent my uh my my mother the uh the most amazing piece of uh like it's a wooden bowl made by Art who does wooden wood turning at the market. And, and it's like this piece of art that she can use for stuff, but it, it's just, he's local, and it's designed, and there was no Amazon shopping. It was so personal, and such a great touch.
1: Yes, and, you know, the thing is, is that if we keep it in our community, we're supporting the community of Prince George and people, the residents of Prince George.
4: Yeah, yeah, we're supporting all of our local people. Like, it, the more... When you sit there and buy something local, then you're you're sitting. You're also they're spending their money local, and the more we do that, the more our community can thrive and grow.
1: Exactly, and it stays here, and and you know we can help others.
4: Yes, exactly. Yeah, we uh, we actually did a, a food drive for Christmas for Saint Vincent de Paul's, who's you know one of our downtown neighbors, mm-hmm. and then we did a clothing drive in in January because I mean those, those months get cold.
1: Yes, yes. And I remember way back when that they used to have um, for coats, winter yeah. jackets, and people would, um, d- you know, drop them off, and they would be delivered to the people who needed them.
4: Yeah, so, I mean, if, if we keep our community thriving and growing and support our local people, then, then you know, it it, it makes the whole community, like, I, it made me so sad when I sat there, and I, I moved to Prince George oh, 17 years ago now, and, you know, I'm seeing here and people are like, oh, you're moving to, like, the worst city in, in <laughs> D.C., and I'm like, I got here, I'm like, this is the most amazing city. Why do people not realize how how amazing we are? But that's because they don't see the local support that we've got going.
1: Yes. Yes, you know, and, and that's the one thing. I was born and raised here in Prince George, and I've seen a lot of changes. But the thing is, is that we've always had community support no matter what the issue is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more of a down town feeling of people getting behind someone or an organization and helping them when the times are tough. Yeah,
4: exactly. Well, I grew up in a small town... Like little, <laughs> blinking and you miss it town in in uh, in Alberta, and so I grew up with that small town. Everyone supports everything. Feel and then when I you know got older and I went to school, I went to the cities, and and it's so everyone's just sort of distant. And so when I moved to Prince George, you get that nice city feel. But with that that small town, like, I feel like I'm home. Like, the second I moved to Prince George, I felt home.
1: Mm-hmm. Because someone will smile at you as they're passing you in the street or nod their head in an acknowledgement that they do see you.
4: Exactly, yeah. So that's why having stuff like the farmer's market and keeping it all local is so important. You know, it, it keeps that feeling that, that we are a home, not just this City.
1: Right. So, with the farmer's market, we have the scavenger hunt, which starts March 12th, and it ends on March 19th, and the prizes are going to be handed out for that. You also yes. have, on May 7th, a grand opening for the outside. You guys are currently located at 1310 3rd Avenue, and you're open from 8.30 to 2 p.m. on Saturdays. Um my contacts for you guys is um, via email, manager.farmersmarket.pg at gmail.com. And your phone number is two five zero nine six one seven three two nine. Yeah. And you can help provide information to people if they need any assistance in finding a place to sell their wares. Is that not correct?
4: Absolutely, absolutely, and and even if they don't fit with our market, I, I have no problems helping connect them to the other markets in the in the community because it, the more we share and grow, the better it is for everyone.
1: Exactly, you know, and and I've had different people here today, and I'm just going to give a shout out and give everybody their messages of contact. One is the CFISFM um, dot FM. PG.StreetBeat Donation Drop, which was held yesterday to help St. Vincent de Paul. And another one is the Kidney Foundation and Kidney Awareness this month, which is kidney.ca or Chapter at gmail.com. So there's a lot of ways that we can help our community. At this time and spring is one way of starting a new fresh and brand new with helping these organizations so and Diane you were saying that your neighbor in the downtown area is St. Vincent de Paul so it's nice to know that everyone here is connecting to each other
4: yeah oh it's it's a, that's a wonderful thing you know a neighbor is not just someone who lives next door. It's someone who, who's all a part of your community. So, you know, they may be down a few blocks, but they are still our neighbors, and we still love and support them.
1: Exactly. Well, thank you very much, Diane, for being on. And anytime you have a message, just let us know, and we'll get you back. Thank you. Sounds wonderful. Thank okay.
4: you.
0: Bye-bye. After Nine is a daily presentation of CFISFM. After Nine is produced by Alan Wishart, Echo Wiley, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Additional contributors include CBC News and the National Campus and Community Radio Association. Theme music is by the Ebs. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at CFISFM.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email CFISFM at yahoo.ca. CA,
5: Owned and operated by the Prince George Community Radio Society, you're listening to CFIS-FM Prince George, a not-for-profit community radio station broadcasting with 500 500-